all of the time filling out our brackets, doing the research just to see the brackets get, get busted, and then watching the games during work hours. It's costing employers and lost productivity. Lost productivity up uh, to $17.3 billion this year. Welcome, 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 everyone. It is time for Talent Experience Live, covering everything that you need to know about human resources, talent acquisition, recruiting, talent management, and everything in between. It is better than your favorite show, although I did watch Ted Lasso yesterday. It was a good episode. You definitely want to check that one out. However, for argument's sake, this is the greatest show on the internet, and Talent Experience Live is obviously brought to you by the proud folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is, of course, to help 1 billion people find the right job. And that's not a typo. Uh, 1 billion people probably filled out their brackets, or at least 1 billion brackets were definitely filled out, which is our topic today. Today, we are talking about March Madness. Of course, we all know it. It is the annual NCAA basketball tournament. And quite frankly, a cultural phenomenon here in the United States with millions of people. Thank you, Siri. She, Siri just looked up March Madness for me. Uh, I'm going to get into that, Siri. Um, but of course, millions of people tune in to watch the games. However, I've noticed a bit of a trend. Uh, there has been a lot of news coverage around how this really inhibits productivity. It's costing really businesses as a whole billions and billions of dollars. But is it always a bad thing? Uh, so we are going to get into that today. But of course, tradition around these parts, we always start off Talent Experience Live with an icebreaker, which I actually previewed on Phenom's LinkedIn earlier this week. I want to know, you the audience at home, did you fill out a bracket this year? I did. I'm certainly not proud of it. Uh, but my NCAA champion is Alabama. They are still in it. But let me know if you filled out a bracket. Our LinkedIn poll showed... A little bit of a surprising result, if you ask me. They said that 35% of people did, uh, so just over one-third, but 65% did not, which shocked me. I, I imagined this to, to really be in the opposite direction, more people filling out brackets because it is such a cultural phenomenon. But I have a lot of theories as to why this may be the case. One of them, I see Maggie in the comment section said she did not. Maggie, we had one here at Phenom. I don't know why you didn't, but neither here nor there. I think a lot of this has to do that there isn't companies backing March Madness. They're not rallying around this event. It has a very negative connotation on the workplace. And in this CNN clip, they really get into the numbers on it. So let's break down the clip. We love watching the NCAA for a variety of reasons, um, but it costs employers uh, in lost productivity, right? We're just so distracted. We're very distracted during this time <laughs> of year, Fred. All of the time filling out our brackets, doing the research just to see the brackets get, get busted, you <laughs> right. know, right into the tournament. And then watching the games during work hours, it's costing employers mm. and lost productivity. Lost productivity up uh, to $17.3 billion oh, this big. year. That's up a billion dollars from a year ago. And that's because we have more Americans working than they did a year ago. Mm. Wages are also up. Um, so that's increasing lost productivity. And we're spending more time researching our brackets. Oh, my goodness. That's big money when you put it that way. Now, this clip 
shocked me. Number one, because we all know money is not real. Uh, of course, I kid. Uh, but the other reason it shocked me is because 17 billion is a huge number, right? And and no company wants to lose money in, in any way, shape, or form. Companies are built to make money. But is this always such a bad thing? When we When we think about it, after all, this is a cultural phenomenon. This is something that everyone talks about. It it literally consumes two days of the week throughout the month of March, where basketball games start at noon on both Thursday and Friday. But let's take a trip down memory lane, right? March Madness certainly isn't something new. I remember it, you know, from as early an age as I can. But the Division One men's basketball tournament was originally played in, in 1939. So we're closely approaching 100 years of this. Now, it has changed, right? In 1939, there were only eight teams. So obviously, the field of 64, 68, I believe, if you include the play-in games, is a tremendous amount of schools, right? We we take a day of the week on, on Sunday to go through Selection Sunday. But... March Madness didn't really become March Madness until 1982 when Brent Musburger actually coined the term during a, a live broadcast. And since that, it's it's only continued to grow. But enough about the basketball. This concept of work productivity has been something that folks have been talking about for years. We we found this clip from 11 years ago, 11 years ago. So think back, that's, that's before COVID, that's before you know, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Odell Beckham to the Jets. It is over a decade ago. And see what they have to say here. We are about to enter March Madness, which means some of your coworkers may be a bit distracted this month. Every year, millions of Americans participate in office pools and start filling out those brackets for their NCAA basketball tournament. Technology is only making it easier for employees to constantly check the scores on their cell phones and computers. The productivity level at work, you know, um, at school, um, everywhere just, you know, goes down because they're so focused on, you know, um, the brackets. A new coupon cabin survey says one third of Americans will bet more money on this basketball conference tournament than they did on the Super Bowl. So that's 11 years ago, and I want to call out that last segment. More money bet during the tournament than the Super Bowl. Now, fast forward to 2023. Gambling is, is legalized in a, a number of states, right? So maybe that has some impact on why more folks are, are diving into this because they can hop onto their FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, Barstool, whatever the sports book may be, and pay attention to the game and, and bet the over or under or whatever that may be. But if you remove that and you actually think about what the workplace is today, there's TVs, I can guarantee you, in, in your offices throughout every single room, right? If you look at your own house, there's probably only one or two rooms that don't have a television in them. So it makes sense when you have 32 games being played starting at noon Eastern time and going probably all the way up to midnight for two days why productivity has continued to plummet during this. I see Elisa saying, wow, yeah, it's it's these are big numbers that we're talking about. But now we just did the poll, right? There aren't nearly as many people filling out brackets. And one thing that I want to call attention to is, is last two weeks ago, we we talked about the modern workday. Uh, it was myself and JD, our, our VP of marketing here. And we talked about how it has changed. The nine to five is is almost extinct, right? And when we think of 
March madness and the, the chaos that consumes it, I think we have to think about productivity in a different light as well. I want to share this next clip from the Associated Press because they talk about lunch breaks and things like that that we unpacked in a previous episode. And I think we can expand upon that a little bit more. Here's the clip. It's that time of March. The TVs are on. Time to settle in. This is a very long lunch break, probably about three hours. The tip-off of March Madness Madness at this bar in Washington. I would say definitely work productivity goes down the tubes this Thursday and Friday. But if you are a student at the University of Miami, a tournament favorite. I have ESPN on my phone. I check Twitter constantly. It's all over Facebook. Like Everyone's so excited. T-shirts on bodies and on sale. We've become a basketball town in the last couple of months. I mean, we've got five or six sellouts. We've never had that many in the last five or six years. We've got people that haven't been to a basketball game going for the first time. It's become a show in a sense, and everyone wants to go there because it's cool. You want to be able to talk about the game with your friends. The big basketball tournament about to make dreams for some teams, dribbles of disappointment for others. Lee Powell, The Associated Press. So that clip was from five years ago, and, and there's one thing that I want to call attention to. We're talking about two days here, right? Two days that cost billions and billions of dollars to organizations. But when you really take a look back from the recruitment perspective, we're watching colleges, right? We're watching student athletes. And I can tell you right now firsthand, probably 95% of those student athletes that we watch just in the men's tournament, let alone the, the, the women's tournament as well, which there's even more they're not going to go professional in basketball. They may play a couple years in Europe, you know, for a select few. A few of them may be drafted into the NBA, but the rest of them are going to be working professionals and they're putting their universities on a grand stage. And when we think of it from a recruitment perspective, those universities are then target during the spring, right? We attend career fairs and university fairs there. And from a recruitment perspective, this is an idea where you can share a lot of information about these schools. It is a great icebreaker for any outreach or anything along those lines. Uh, along those lines, excuse me. And according to Google, there are 260 working days within a calendar year. We're talking about two days here. So maybe there is a lot of productivity loss, but what we're really not getting to is what kind of positives we can get from this tournament. How can this be used? Um, organizations don't really embrace this uh, event. I got to that when we talked about filling out brackets. Only 35% of, of folks on LinkedIn in our poll filled out a bracket this year. And I mentioned that there's already TVs in every room. Why don't organizations embrace this, especially if you're having trouble bringing you know, folks back to the office? Make it an event. Uh, have those company-sponsored pools, right? Have pools with your customers, your prospects, whatever that may be, where it's, hey, we're doing March Madness this year. We're really embracing it. We want you to be involved. We want to build this camaraderie. We want to build relationships. If you think about the, the greatest relationships, whether it's with candidates that you are recruiting or if you're joining us from a, a sales perspective, you know some of the customers that you may have, I can guarantee you that a lot of the best conversations that you have are rarely around the product itself, right? It is building a relationship. And one of the ways that you can do that is something that you know millions of people are going to watch. So in short, I don't think that this $17 billion 
really is all bad, right? There, there is a cost associated with it, but I don't think it's a sunk cost. And to quote some of these yinzers over in Pittsburgh, here's a news clip about how some organizations are really turning that on its head and using March Madness in the NCAA tournament to their advantage. Well, the next couple of weeks, millions of people are going to be glued to their TVs, watching games and clutching those brackets. Now in the process, shall we say, worker productivity kind of becomes secondary. New this morning, John Shumway is here with the March Madness Challenge employers are having to face. John. Yeah, it was pretty comical in our own newsroom the other day when we were all <laughs> filling out our brackets. But the fact is, it is a communal experience. And employers who try to quash that annual exercise risk aggravating a workforce that's willing to move on. With so many balls in the air, and I'm not talking basketball, March Madness roars into the issues that managers these days must juggle. March Madness has a huge draw uh, negatively on worker productivity. Human resource specialist Zach Bombach says March Madness is a way to ward off winter madness. It's really the most exciting thing going on. So it just draws a lot of people to it, and there's just a lot of fanfare. So it's well established that the businesses can expect to lose a lot of productivity during this, these few weeks. But he says that loss of productivity can turn into a positive if management embraces the mood. Well, they need to embrace it because it's really at this point an inevitability. Uh, it's going to happen. People are going to be following the tournament. They'll be checking in on their brackets. They'll be looking at the games. Uh, and, and at this point, you might as well embrace it. In fact, Bombach says employers can use the tournament for team building. Especially if you've got folks who really want to be in the office versus folks who don't, this might be a great intersection for both of them to come together interact and finally find a little bit more of that camaraderie and morale that we've been talking about. Bombatch encourages making it attractive to the team. Look, we'll have the games on, you know, live during a break room. We'll have events throughout the day. Um, and of course, you know, you have policies that govern how you use your phone during the workday. Yeah, and Bombatch says this can all be done without surrendering control of the workplace by just setting up some guidelines, embracing the fun, and saying, hey, this is how we're going to do it and we're going to have fun. And it can also include the folks who are working from home, which is really nice. So, John, what if an employer sees it as well, wasting time and the company's money and takes a hard line? I have to admit, you and I were working on this together <laughs> yesterday, and our boss came over. What you do? And I'm like, just put my bracket together. I'm totally clueless, but I'm getting it done. Absolutely, which is why you told us to wear firm and colors today, right? <laughs> we did. Yeah. Bombatch says that employers who take the risk of being too hard line risk losing employees. This is a very competitive job market these days. Employees are ready to jump for the kind of life that they want both at work and at home. And a hard line against something that really is just a lot of fun could end up biting a boss in the mm, and they could lose those valuable workers down the road. Wow. Yeah, you know what? It can tick people off. Yes, yeah. it can. It can be the final straw and then they say, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, and I just want to point out, we are strongly encouraged to fill out the brackets as part of our, our work job. We are. Yes. This is true. So this Even <laughs> if you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, that <laughs> explains some of the picks that we made, right? <laughs> this, is true. this is all very true. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, John. I love that clip. Um, <laughs> I love everything about it, right? Uh, in short, 
that 17 a billion doesn't account for the positives of the tournament. And in fact, yesterday, a coworker of mine shared a sales email. It was an outreach email um, that mentioned her alma mater, which is UConn. And it was a very personalized message. It even went down to break down the, the spread of the game. I think the spread is seven, um, but said, hey, you know, if UConn wins by more than seven, I'll leave you alone. If they don't, um, we can have a meeting and I'll send you over a free mug or, or whatever it may be, right? I didn't, I didn't look at it that closely. It wasn't my email to read, but neither here nor there. These are tools and tactics that you can leverage. I've worked with a number of sales teams in the past where they call out cultural events in order to really garner attention to stand out of the mix. And years ago, I used the same sort of tactic at career fairs. So university career fairs, you go, it is a gymnasium oftentimes full of other vendors, right? You're smack dab next to your competitors. There are lines for the big four accounting firms, everything in between. But do you know what my most successful tactic was to getting folks to come to my booth? It wasn't a, a doohickey or a thingamabob or pens or a koosh ball or ping pong balls, anything of the sort. I took my laptop out during the month of March and I played live some of the NCAA tournament games. Immediately, students would come up, check the scores. We'd have a brief conversation. I'd ask, hey, what are you looking for? Point them in the right direction. If they aligned with the organization that I was representing, we would kick off a conversation. And it's just something as simple as that. Now, when we talk about it from a workplace environment, the relationships can be built, right? And I, I would don't know the exact statistic, but I would imagine the majority of the positions that you have posted out on LinkedIn and on all of these other career you know, sites or job sites, they require a college degree, right? And you don't know when you work with someone always where they went to college, but you can build a relationship with someone based on who's playing on TV. If you know they can't stand the Florida Gators, it might be because they went to Florida State. And you can talk about Jameis Winston and, and Crab Legs or whatever you know about Florida State. But also, you can build relationships and potentially build mentorships, right? I went to school in Florida. We were not a division. Flagler College is not a division one basketball team. But a number of the folks and kids that I went to school with were Florida Gator fans because they grew up just outside of Gainesville. And I know that, and I can now have conversations with coworkers who went to the university of Florida, because I know that all I'm saying is that embracing this will break down some of the barriers. When we look at the work-life balance from 2020 to today, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with JD the lines are very blurred, right? People are working different hours. People are taking lunch breaks at different times. They have different expectations. But when it comes to appointment television, like the Super Bowl, which happens on a Sunday, could you imagine if the Super Bowl happened at Thursday at noon Eastern time? No work would get done. But people still talk about it for days after. So what I'm saying is these two days can really allow your company culture to be something special. It can be what you are talking about on your career site, where you have folks from the IT department talking to folks in human resources because they're gathered around a TV for the last 30 seconds of Princeton versus Purdue or whoever it may be and really have some excitement there. March Madness isn't just about basketball. It is about Cinderella stories. It is about Davids versus Goliaths. And you can really embrace that and bring folks together through the power of sports. So I challenge HR professionals next year 
to truly embrace the madness of March and turn on the TVs to the games, right? Forget about the productivity loss and focus on some of the positives that can come from this. Because the fact of the matter is, it's not just your organization that is losing productivity. It is organizations across the globe. And wouldn't it be nice to hop on a call and not talk about what's the weather like in your area? If you hear that someone is from just outside of Fairleigh Dickinson University, you can talk about how the town rallied around that Cinderella story, right? These are all fun, uplifting things. And it truly, I think, can be used as an advantage, whether it's for outreach, for customer success, recruitment, or sales, or anything in between. You now have common ground that doesn't seem as invasive that is, hey, let me talk to you about this today. It's, hey, let's talk about basketball, right? And it opens up a ton, a ton of doors for you. So I say all that because March is madness and March is going to continue to be mad next week, even when the tournament takes a bit of a hiatus, because of course I'm talking about I am phenom, which is next week. So for all of you HR professionals who I just challenged to embrace March Madness, I also challenge you to check out I Am Phenom. I'm going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek here. Uh, it is from one of my coworkers, Mark McDonald, who is a big Jay Wright and Villanova fan. And yes, I know that because of March Madness. Uh, he is talking a little bit about customer experience, which oftentimes they talk about basketball there as well. But this is a little bit of a sneak peek of one of the sessions coming up at I Am Phenom next year. It is talking about how Phenom is really embracing the customer experience and doing all that we can to help our customers. A statistic that I, I read in my research from Gartner that said that 89% of companies are making decisions now on products that they're going to purchase, products that they're going to renew, uh, solutions that they're going to expand, yeah. driven on the customer experience. So I think what that made us realize is that everything that we do, from how we sell, how we implement, and how we support the customers, is a direct reflection on Phenom's brand. And so as we looked kind of across, you know, what are you know, the evolutions of uh, any support team, in the market and kind of looked and we, usually it starts with very reactive break fix. Something happens, something goes wrong, <laughs> we're scrambling to fix it. Yeah. Um, and that's very much where we were for the past several years. And, and I think this recognition, acknowledgement that we have to make sure that everything is driven off of the brand, the customer experience, we, we decided to, to shift into this mode of customer care recognizing that all those experiences are important um, and then eventually get to the point where it's a completely immersive customer experience. I selected that clip from the interview, uh, which will be available at a later date, the, the, the full episode, but it was specifically around the break fix, right? And when we look at March Madness, we think of this 17 billion in productivity loss as a break. Right? It is a break in the organization that we immediately need to fix. But sometimes you're not going to be able to fix that. I mentioned that we all have mobile phones. We all have access to the internet at all times of day where we can watch things like March Madness. I'm going to watch it tonight. That's why I'm wearing my Make Your Free Throws shirt because I am going to bet the over on every single game. But neither here nor there. 
I can have conversations with my coworkers about basketball because Phenom is an organization that embraces the madness of March. We have a, a pool that goes out every single year. I take part in it. Uh, I never win. I never have a perfect bracket and no one does. And I say that because no one is perfect. I think it's Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the entire world, puts out the opportunity to win a million dollars if you can select a perfect bracket. No one can do it, right? None of us are perfect at the end of the day. And when we look to organizations, organizations aren't perfect either. And sometimes creating a healthy and fun work environment for your employees during two days in March isn't such a bad thing. So I want to thank you all for joining. Next week, uh, we are going to have a web-exclusive I Am Phenom uh, show, specifically featuring Pontoon. We're going to be talking about the open talent economy and the future of work. So you won't want to miss that one if you are not in person in Philadelphia. Uh, but neither here nor there. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. I hope you get to enjoy a little bit of basketball this weekend. And I hope everyone embraces the madness of March next year in 2024. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity, and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more. While you're there, check out the promo for I am Phenom. It is right on the homepage. Don't be afraid to click on it. See who keynote speakers are going to be, see what session tracks are happening and everything in between, including networking and party.